The wails of pain from the infernal engine were disturbing beyond description. Six hours of this lament were no easier on the party, either. A mix of the Holyfant's fractured memories and telepathically whispered hints from Gargoed brought the adventurers to the shores of a lake of black opaque ichor, surrounded by distorted trees made from the same dark fluid, laden with fleshy black sacks. Upon arrival, Akane, who was helming the war machine, swiftly turned off the engine and its screams of pain. The wild mother have mercy on my ears. It's unbearable, for sure. Matthew added as he unmounted the vehicle. Weird thing that we got from the same direction as Maggie's fort, yet it never showed on the horizon. A Vernus is not a fixed place, Ozmus said as he got down from the machine, almost falling in the process, things are not always in the same place, neither are they always equally distant. What the wizard says is true, Gargote's voice echoed in their minds, deep, dark, and obscure, the plains of Avernus flow and change with the currents of sticks. Only the archdevil of this layer has any influence over this inconstancy. Weird still. The half-orc continued. Have you not noticed, dear? Styx itself first was at our left, after a couple of low hills it then was at our right. Yet, you guided us nearly straight here, have you not? Said the tiefling. Their discussion was cut short as a pair of voices yelled at them, in Infernal, which only Osmus and Matthew could speak. Is this meat for us? They seem to be from other places, yes. Sweet, sweet meat for our bellies. Sorry dear, but I need to speak their tongue, Osmus began, for I doubt we will be taken seriously if I reply in common. He cleared his throat twice then, in Infernal, followed, we are not a meal to be had, but we could trade favors. Is that not what your kind enjoys? A group of four devils, which were approaching the party, stops and exchange inaudible whispers between themselves. A fifth member was left behind gathering firewood, or what passed for such in hell. After a few moments, the first fiend replicates, a deal, you mean, fleshbag? We seek a place, but cannot remember where it lies. Does your group require any form of assistance? Osmus added. The first fiend mumbles something to his companions, who returned to the shores of the dark lake and followed on raising a pyre while mocking and poking the one they left behind. Whose soul will be mine for this most valuable piece of information? His grim was both jovial and grim. No soul will be forfeited today. Osmus returned sharply. Is there any other thing you would find worth such information? No, fleshbag, we only deal in souls. No soul, no deal. Then he remembered the soul coins he carried. Is this worth your time, devil? and flashed one of the soul coins he carried. The fiend got closer. Oh, yes, mortal. This will be enough. As he stretched his hands to take the coin, Osmus retrieved and hit it again. Oh, but I have not even mentioned what we seek. First things first, now that we established an equivalent price, I tell you about where we aim to be. The devil's grim vanished with the coin. Do you know where lies the bleeding citadel? The soul you carry will loosen my tongue, yes. No, the coin will be given as an exchange for directions or location of the citadel. A token of good faith is if you know this information or not. We will not deal with those who are ignorant of the information we seek. The fiend growled so loud Akane's hand found his great axe's hilt. Insolent. Look who speaks of ignorance. I have what I promise for our deal, you witness so yourself. Your token will be this answer, do you know directions or location of the bleeding citadel? A couple of moments went by as the devil stared daggers at Osmus, only for him to reply, I do not. Then what good are you for me? The tiefling tried to impose his presence, but his petite frame failed him miserably. Mortal, if you want good, you are in the wrong place. His beard was moving wildly, as rage coursed through him. I may not know the place, 
but I can point you towards one who knows of many things, even from this plane, he snapped his finger and a scroll of darkened parchment appeared by his side, adorned with humanoid finger bones both at its top and at its bottom. A soul for the information on where to find a guide, is this enough? Ozmus fetched the contract from the air. This is not my first contract. Give me a moment, please. As you wish, mortal. This contract, the wizard found, was rather short and straightforward. There was no fine print, no side clauses, no perfunctory terms. Three topics only, the identification of each party, what the devil offered in extremely clear and unambiguous terms, and what Osmus would pay in return. He then signed the contract as the weight of it bore down on his soul, then rolled and put it away. Here, your payment. And offered the soul coin with his open hand. Nice. As the devil got the coin, Osmus' soul's weight was lifted. Here, let me point you towards the person in question and he began to point some directions pointing at the horizon, then beginning to describe the location, as Gargote's voice rolled in Ozma's mind. Show him your map. He will not try to steal it, we need not this petty item for locating ourselves in our home plane. Can you point where is this person here? And Ozmus showed their map of Avernus. With much more ease, the devil pointed a tower on the map. This is the place. A powerful mage visits us from time to time. He knows many things from many planes. He will surely know where lies this citadel you so seek. Good doing business with you, Ozmus said bittersweetly, just as he noticed that the other devils succeeded in setting fire to one of the many trees around the lake. A good deed to an evil being. With a couple of arcane chanting and sigil drawings, the tiefling summoned six rays of pure fire that set fire to six other trees. You are welcome. And he turned his back on the devil as he silently signed a Bacane to start the vehicle. <laughs>